Hi, this is Dan. Thanks for listening to my podcast. I trust that it will encourage you and build your faith. If you'd like to connect with us further, our website is revivalnow.com, and you can find us on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram, all at Revival Now Dan Steep. We have the Revival Now app that you can download at your Play Store, and if you use Roku, you can find us on Creo TV. Enjoy the podcast and share it with a friend. Hi, welcome to Spiritual Talk. I'm Dan Steep, and this episode is being brought to you by Valara with Active Pure Technology. If you'd like to know how you can get an FDA-approved NASA technology in your home, business, or car that kills 99% of airborne and surface pathogens, including mold, fungus, bacteria, which includes staph infection, and viruses, including SARS-CoV-2, email the address on the screen, info for Valara at gmail.com. Well, it's great to be with you for this episode. I titled it, uh, How Close Are We to the End of the World as We Know It? You know, the, from a biblical standpoint, the next event on God's prophetic calendar is the rapture of the church. That is, and, and we'll talk more about it in just a moment, but that is the time in which Jesus gathers together the church, or the body of Christ, which is comprised of born-again people, Christians in the earth. He gathers them together and uh, catches them up to meet Him in the air. And the Bible says, uh, at that point, we will be with the Lord forever. Now, that's not the return of Christ on the earth, but when you see uh, the rapture occur, you know that the return of Christ is very soon. Jesus said, no man knows the day or the hour of the return of Christ. But he did put his finger on one specific generation. And we're going to talk about that in Matthew chapter 24, verses 32 through 34. And Matthew chapter 24 in its entirety is a, a very strong prophetic chapter. Matthew 24, Matthew 21. But in verses 32 to 34 of Matthew chapter 24, Jesus put his finger on one specific generation. The scripture says, Now learn this parable from the fig tree. When its branch has already become tender and puts forth leaves, you know that summer is near. So you also, when you see all these things, know that it is near at the doors. Now, when he says, when you see all these things, he's talking about all the prophetic events that are spoken about in Matthew chapter 24. When you see all these things, know that it is near at the doors. Assuredly, I say to you, this generation will by no means pass away until all these things take place. Now, this generation that Jesus is speaking about. So what you have to understand is that this fig tree that Jesus is talking about, he says, now learn this parable from the fig tree. The fig tree represented the nation of Israel. And actually, everyone that Jesus was speaking to, they understood that Jesus was speaking 
prophetically uh, and parabolically about the nation of Israel. And what he said is that you will see Israel bloom again as a nation. When the fig tree buds or blooms again, the fig tree representing Israel, remember that at that time Israel was not a nation. Israel was completely under Roman occupation. That's why so many people were looking to Jesus and hoping that he was actually going to restore the physical nation of Israel uh, at that time. But Jesus is saying that when you see the fig tree, or the, yeah, the fig tree bloom again, uh, that means when you see the nation of Israel bloom again, when Israel is restored as a nation. Now, prophetically, the prophet Ezekiel in Ezekiel 36, 24 said, I will take you from among the nations, gather you out of all countries, and bring you into your own land. And that very thing happened. The prophet Isaiah said, Shall the, na- the earth be made to give birth in one day? Well, on May 14, 1948, a prophetic countdown began when uh, Jewish people from the four corners of the earth were gathered together by the millions and resettled into Israel. And the lines of Israel as a nation were redrawn. That started a prophetic countdown. Jesus said that you, when you see these things, know that it is near at the doors. This generation, the generation that sees Israel reborn as a nation, will by no means pass away until all these things spoken of in in Matthew 24 come to pass. Well, if, if you were born... On May 14, 1948, you would be 73 years old today. And Jesus says, when that generation leaves the earth, these things will have come to pass. Now, we have all the technology uh, that we need. Like, uh, what I'm saying is the technology is available to fulfill all Bible prophecy. Nuclear weapons, biometrics, facial recognition, microchipping, nanotechnology, all of these things are are here and they exist today. There are nations like Sweden where tens of thousands of people have already received a microchip in their hand. So this technology exists. And then when you see the signs of the times, the signs of his coming, right? These are the signs of his comings. When you see Iran being armed, nuclear arming of Iran, you see Russia and China, you see a league of nations that are are gathering and forming to go to war against Israel. And, And those aren't signs of the rapture, Those are signs of the second coming of Christ. Now, how many of you know when you see uh, advertisements for Christmas, you know that Thanksgiving is right around the corner? If you see the signs for Christmas, how much closer is Thanksgiving? If you see the signs of the second coming of Christ, how much closer is the rapture 
of the church. Now, the second coming of Christ is, is when Christ returns with the church uh, to destroy the Antichrist by the breath of his mouth and the splendor of his coming. And then Christ is going to set up headquarters in Jerusalem and, and rule the world, a worldwide kingdom, on the earth. So if you see signs of his second coming, how much closer is the rapture? Now, the rapture is the next great event on God's prophetic calendar when the church is raptured up out of the earth to be joined together with Christ. And when that happens, that will usher in the tribulation period, which will last a minimum of seven years before the return of Christ. Now, I titled uh, this lesson or this message, um, you know, the signs, really, uh, how much longer will it be, you know, un until life as we know it on earth um, ends? And you need to think about that. And I didn't say um, when, you know, how close are we to the end of the world, but how close are we to the end of the world as we know it. And I would argue with you that there, there are forces at work in the world today driven by a spirit of antichrist that uh, desire a complete one-world population control government. And if they had their way in implementing this, and they're very close, and they've, they've used... Uh, this medical emergency um, with, with coronavirus to advance that agenda very fast. And this Antichrist system, they're, they're, they're really working, pushing hard to get the pieces in place for that system. And uh, when that system gets fully in place, life as we know it here in, on earth has ended. It will never be the same, even if the world doesn't end. Uh, the end of the world as we know it will be upon us. So how soon? Here's another sign in Luke chapter 21. I want you to think about this in light of what you see around you in the world. Luke 21 verses 25 to 28. And there will be signs in the sun, in the moon, and in the stars, and on the earth. Distress of nations with perplexity. We're seeing that. The sea and the waves roaring. Men's hearts failing them from fear. We're seeing that all around us. And the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth for the powers of heaven, of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now, when these things begin to happen, lift up your heads because your salvation or your redemption draws near. And that's why I'm sharing this, this uh, message with you. Uh, lift up your heads. Lift up your eyes to the Lord because He is your redemption. He is an ever-present help, uh, ever help in time of need. Now, what we're seeing now in the earth is the wages of sin. It's the earth groaning 
with the pains of generations and years of, of sin and the compound effects of sin. This is not God's judgment. If you hear someone telling you that what's happening around us is God's judgment, they don't know what they're talking about. The Bible tells us that after the rapture, when the church is caught up out of the earth, that there are bowls and vials of judgment being stored up in heaven that will be poured out from God on the earth. That's when the judgment, God's judgment comes on the earth. We're seeing some, some crazy things and some tough times, but trust me, this is nothing. What you're seeing now is nothing compared to what's going to happen when the presence of God through his church is taking up, taken up out of here and his bowls of judgment are poured out on the earth. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 16 and 17, it says, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. So Christians who, who uh, were dead, they'll rise first, a bodily resurrection. Then it says, We who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall uh, always be with the Lord. Another thing that's helpful in understanding really just where we're at in terms of the end of the world as we know it. Uh, we're living in the last days, but actually we have been living in the last days since Acts chapter 2. That was in Acts chapter 2, uh, the great Pentecost experience was when the church was born. And the apostle Peter stood up on that day and he quoted the prophet Joel in Joel chapter 2. And he said, this is what was spoken of by the prophet Joel that in the last days, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. So Peter was letting people know that as of that moment, in Acts chapter 2, in the original Pentecost experience, the last days began. We have been living in the last days from that moment forward. So when you understand that, you understand that we are actually living in the last minutes of the last hours of the last days. Something else for you to consider. There were, from Adam to Abraham in the Bible was a span of 2,000 years. And then from Abraham to the birth of the church in Acts chapter 2, another 2,000 years. That was approximately um, 33 AD. The birth of the church was the culmination of Christ's work here on earth. Now, from, if you fast forward, 2,000 years from the birth of the church brings us to 2030, uh, 2033. You should pay very close attention to Agenda 2030. It's the UN Agenda 2030. 
It's what they call the Great Reset. It, it, it is a, a total population control antichrist system where uh, no one will own property, uh, cash money won't exist. You won't be able to, you, this is the Revelation 13, this is the, the structure of that. And they're trying to put the infrastructure for that in place now. I've heard people say, you know, that this, um, you know, COVID vaccine is uh, the mark of the beast. It's not the mark of the beast, but what it is, is um, the structure that they're putting in place to bring us to the place where it is mark of the beast time in Revelation 13, where no one will be able to buy or sell unless they take the mark in the right hand or in their forehead. And life, you know, the world as we know it, will be over. Complete control of your money. You either do uh, what they tell you to do, or they'll, they'll shut off your money. So, I'm getting ahead of myself, though. You should pay attention. Go to the United Nations website. Do some Google searches on Agenda 2020. Uh, it, it's some tough stuff. You're talking about one world population control. They're not only controlling um, the growth of the population, because actually the United Nations goal is to reduce the world's population from its current level down to one billion people or less. But I'm getting into a whole other lesson. I don't want to get bogged down within that now. But what I want you to understand is that we're living in the last minutes of the last hours of the last days. 2,000 years from Adam to Abraham, 2,000 years from Abraham to the birth of the church in Acts chapter 2. You take 2,000 years, 2,000 is a significant mark of time in prophetic history that brings us down to uh, 2030. So it, it's, we're not far out. But God has a plan for His people in this time. And if I were listening to this lesson, I would want to know for sure how to be one of God's people. I'd want to know how to be a Christian. And I'm going to share that with you before uh, this episode ends, because God has a, a plan for His people in this time. Uh, the Bible says in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 7, the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. I, I would spend a lot of time on this, but when you, when you look at this and you understand what the possibilities of what this scripture can mean, it becomes very clear that the one who is restraining this mystery of lawlessness from moving forth uh, unhindered on the earth is the church. It's the body of Christ. And we will continue to hold this antichrist spirit at bay until the church is taken up out of the earth. In the rapture, if you see the, the, the signs of the return of Christ are imminent, then you know that the rapture of the church is uh, at least seven years in advance of the return of Christ to the earth. So we're in that window of time. 
See, the Antichrist spirit is in the world, but it can't do what it wants to because of he who is standing in the way. Who is that? That is every blood-bought, spirit-filled believer in Jesus Christ. The Bible says that Jesus took the keys of death, hell, and destruction from Satan and gave it back to God's people, the church. And the rapture has to happen before the tribulation so that the Antichrist can do what he wants to do on the earth during that tribulation period of time, which he can't do while the church is here. So God is going to rapture his church up out of the earth, ushering in this this tribulation period of at least seven years in which God's judgment will be poured out on the earth. And all of these things could have already gone down, but God is extending his grace so that we can win the lost. That's why I'm sharing uh, these lessons with you, these episodes here on Creo TV. Because God is not willing that any would perish, but that all would be saved. That's the heart of God toward you. He's not willing. He doesn't want you to perish and be lost, but he wants all to be saved. The Bible says in 2 Peter, the Lord isn't really slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he's being patient for your sake. He doesn't want anyone to be destroyed, but wants everyone to repent. So that's God's will. He's not willing that anyone would be destroyed, but that everyone would repent. So God has stated his will that none would be lost. We already know the will of the devil, right? The, the devil, the thief, the Bible says, comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But the Bible says that the reason that the Son of God was manifested on the earth was that he might destroy the works of the devil. So God has stated his will that none will be lost. We know the devil wants to take as many people with him to hell as possible. So God voted for you. Satan has voted against you. And I'm going to give you the opportunity in just a moment to cast the deciding ballot for you. Hell wasn't created for you. The Bible says in Matthew 25, verse 41, that hell was created for the devil and his angels. Don't go to hell. God made a provision. He made a way for you. Jesus is going to come and rapture the church out of the earth. It could be at any time. The return of Christ, we're looking at, uh, you know, there's a window of time here. 10 to 15, 20 years, this thing is going down. You, But the Bible says no man knows the day or the hour, so I'm not telling you when it's going to be. I'm just telling you that Jesus put his finger on one specific generation to give us an idea, to give us an indication. So the only thing that really matters is, are you saved? Are you born again? Have you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I'm going to give you the opportunity to do that right now. I'm going to offer a a simple plan of salvation. And I want you to repeat this prayer out loud after me. Jesus said, if you confess me before men, I'll confess you before my Father in heaven. The Bible says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So I, I, maybe you were raised in church, but you, you uh, have wandered from God. 
I want you to know you can pray this same prayer of salvation as the person who's never received Jesus Christ as Savior, and you can take care of business with God right now in Jesus' name. So let's pray together. Just repeat this prayer out loud after me. Lord Jesus, I admit that I've sinned. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the grave to give me victory over sin and death. I confess my sin to you. Please forgive me of my sin and come into my heart and make me a new person in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer with me, let me be the first person to welcome you to the family of God. You are my newest brother or sister in Christ. The Bible says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So when you prayed that prayer out loud after me, you called on the name of the Lord. So by the authority of God's word, I want you to know today that you are saved. You're born again, and you're on your way to heaven because you have Jesus in your heart. I'd like you to go to my website at revivalnow.com. And right there on the front page, there's a big red button that says, I just got saved. Click that button, and it'll take you to a place where you can do two things. Number one, you can view some video resources that I prepared to help you get started in your Christian life. Secondly, there's a place to fill out your contact information. Please take a moment and fill out your contact information in its entirety. And if you do that, I'll do two things for you. Number one, because now I'll know who you are, I'll pray for you by name. And number two, I'll send you some resources. I'll email you some resources that will help you get started on the right path and your Christian journey. So just go to revivalnow.com, click I just got saved, and follow the prompts from there. Amen. Well, thank you so much for this time that uh, we've been able to spend together. Again, this uh, episode is being brought to you by Valara with Active Pure Technology. If you'd like to know how you can get FDA-approved NASA technology in your home, business, or car that kills 99% of airborne and surface pathogens, including mold, fungus, bacteria, and viruses, including SARS-CoV-2, email the address on the screen, infoforvalara at gmail.com. Well, it's been an honor to spend this episode with you. I trust that it's been a blessing to you and it's uh, given you some things to think about. And I want you to know that I will be praying for you. So from myself and everyone here at Revival Now, God bless you. I love you. And I will be praying for you.